0: Um, I am in CLS 705, and currently um, I'm in in a Child Life graduate program at Missouri State University. This podcast is aimed for all you parents out there who may have a child who has cerebral palsy. Um, Throughout the podcast, I may also refer to cerebral palsy as CP. I'm going to talk about what CP is, um, how how you can explain it to a child, possible procedures and treatments for the child who has cerebral palsy, Uh, different stressors that come along with cerebral palsy um, for the child as well as for the family, um, other family members. And I'm also going to talk about some possible interventions that may help the child cope. Um, Also throughout the podcast and towards the end, I'm actually going to talk about an interview I did with Sally Birch and Helen Summers. Helen is Sally's mother um, and Sally's brother, also Helen's son, Um, his name is John and he has cerebral palsy. And although now he is an adult, um, I was actually able to talk to them and kind of get some insight from them about what it's like to have a child and a sibling um, who has cerebral palsy. So let's kind of get started here. What is cerebral palsy? Uh, Cerebral palsy is a motor disability um, that's very common in um, uh, early childhood. Um, CP is a disorder um, that affects and and really... um, Restrict how a person moves, um, how they're able to balance, um, as well as how they're able to um, maintain a um, stable posture. Um, it's actually CP is defined as a group of permanent disorders of movement of the body and posture of the body. Um, com- which, which, co- what comes along with CP um, is permanent damage that is actually done to the nervous system um, that really is happens during. Um, development of the child and this can happen either before the child's born um, even during childbirth um, or just in the beginning of the child of the infant or the child's life Um, there is some sort of um, different or abnormal brain development um, or there can even be brain damage that happens to the child Um, and uh, CP for a person um, this damage that occurs to their brain Just does not allow the person to have all the control um, needed over their over their muscles or even different parts of their body. Um, So there's a few different things that come that few different symptoms that come along with with CP. Um, Some people who have CP um, have a more severe type, while others do not have a form that's quite as severe. And some people who have CP um, are not able to walk at all. Um, While well, some are actually able to walk, but they just require some assistance um, or some kind of equipment that helps them walk. Um, there also can be some, co- some delay in cognitive development with people of CP. Not everyone, but some. Um, there can be intellectual disability um, or even seizures. Um, there can be complications, delays that um, come with other parts of the body, such as Um, A child's speech or just how they communicate in their communication skills Um, their vision can be affected as well as their hearing can actually be affected Um, so let's just talk about really quick um, the few different types of CP Um, spastic CP um, is the most common kind and essentially is just that the muscles are very weak and typically pretty stiff Um, dyskinetic CP um, essentially just means the person is un- unable to control their body and their body movements. Um, this could really just be their arms, their legs, um, and even their hands. Um, the mus- their muscle tone actually can vary. Sometimes their muscle tone can be really loose, um, sometimes their muscle tone is really tight. Um, Ataxic CP um, really means that the person who has CP, this kind of CP, um, the movements of their body are typically pretty shaky. They have a really hard time um, coordinating their movements and keeping their balance. Um, so overall, controlling all the limbs on their body can be very difficult. Um, a person with CP can also have mixed CP, um, which, is sen- which essentially just means they have symptoms from different um, forms of CP. Um, so essentially, like it's called, mixed CP, um, a mix of all the different symptoms. Um, also, when... Looking at a child um, and figuring out if they, have, if they have CP, it's just really important to especially look at their motor development and their cognitive development. Um, you can actually look at um, Piaget's different. Um, you can look at Piaget's different um, uh, uh, stages of his um, thoughts of how a child develop develops. Um, this can be something as simple as like watching for a child if they are walking, crawling, um, reaching for toys, um, even as simple as if they're holding their head up or not. Um, These are really early signs that you can look for in a child um, and kind of pinpoint if CP is a possibility in a child. Um, When talking about CP with um, a child, um, it's really important to assess the child, um, figure out um, does the child like to know a lot of information, do they not like to know a lot of information, really important to just gauge this and figure out how much detail to give them or not um, that's really important it's also really important um, to tell the <clears throat> to make sure that you um, show strengths of a child who has CP don't just talk about um, things that they can't do but talk about positive things and talk about things um, that the child can actually do um, these are actually really really important Um so a few like treatment options for people who do have CP. Um, first of all, the earlier the treatment, the better. Um, when a child is actually diagnosed with CP, um, they typically work with a healthcare team um, and they're able to like establish a plan. Um, oftentimes some treatments are medications if the child is in pain a lot. Um, sometimes there's surgery, not always. Um, a child may use braces or crutches or even a wheelchair. Um, physical therapy, um, occupational therapy, and speech therapy um, are all possible treatment plans for the child. Um, And essentially the goal of therapy for the child is um, for the child to be able to establish movement, motion, um, for them to be able to communicate better and also have self-help. So when you're preparing a child for um, any of these kind of treatments, if they're gonna be getting a wheelchair, different braces, different crutches, a simple thing you can do is just show the child a picture of the brace, what the braces will look like or what the wheelchair will look like. Um, this can really help a child um, feel prepared as opposed to just kind of going in blindsided. Um, and um, back to kind of talking about some therapies a, a child might receive, um, speech therapy. Um, really helps the child with communication skills. It can also help especially younger children um, with different kind of feeding techniques. Um, physical therapy really helps with just like the whole skeletal alignment of the body and helps with movement. And occupational therapy um, assists the child with manual skills and activities um, that the child has to do in, in their day-to-day life every single day. Um Actually, uh, there's a lot of interventions. Um, The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA, um, includes the child getting um, early childhood intervention. Um, This actually starts from birth and goes through 36 months um, of age. It also um, allows the child to receive services um, from the time they're three years old all the way until they are 21 years old. Um, Looking at possible um, Stressors that come along with um, a child who has CP and their family. So, first of all, um, a family who has a child with CB, CP, it's really important um, to communicate. Um, it's important for the parents to communicate because parents of a child who has CP also oftentimes um, have a lot of stress. Um, and communicating with each other, making sure that everyone has plays a role in defining what that role is, can really help decrease. The stress for the family, the parents, and the child. Um, it's also important for each family member to take time for themselves. self. Um, parents, if you need to like step away, if you need a day to yourself, that's really important um, because it can be very stressful. So make sure that you decompress. Um, you can possibly experience physical, mental health challenges. So make sure that these all get addressed. Um, along with that can come depression, anxiety, um, parents, when your child is diagnosed with CP, um, you can actually go through a grief period um, in the beginning, during, while the child's diagnosed. Um, Seek out support groups. Seek out different therapy. Um, Parents work, like I mentioned, work, make sure you work as a team with each other um, and make sure you communicate, communicate, communicate with everybody. Um, As for siblings, um, siblings who have, or have a sibling who has CP, um, they can actually learn to be patient, they can learn to be empathetic. Um, along with this can also come jealousy. Um, they may be jealous of their sibling who receives um, so much time and attention. So make sure that you give this sibling um, attention as well and that they have time set aside set for themselves. Another thing that you can do is get support from extended family if you have this as a resource. Not everyone has this as a resource and if you do, Um, that can be really helpful. Um, So parents, um, when you're giving this news that your child has CP, um, it's okay to feel a little bit sad about this. Like I said, you can go through a grieving period um, and that's totally um, normal. Um, Make sure like your quality of parenting um, is actually linked to positive psychosocial adjustments for that child who has CP. Um, When a parent, when you as a parent show support um, and you respond to distress of the child, there's actually more positive outcomes for the child. Um, so this is really important. The child can actually experience a more positive mental state. They can show less social and emotional issues. Um, they also able, are able to function higher um, in school situations. So that's actually pretty, pretty cool too. Um, and parents who don't show this support... Um, This actually can increase anxiety in the child um, and also can lower their self-esteem. So children and adolescents um, who have chronic illnesses such as cerebral palsy um, can really be linked to many stressors that come along with just their day-to-day lives. Um, Children and adolescents who have CP have a higher risk for psychosocial risks. Um, So it's really important to keep this in mind um, when you're working with your child um, and depending on the age of the t- child, different stress-related coping strategies may be used, um, and children may have stressors related to their limitation um, or the symptoms that they have of CP. CP. Um, young children who have CP have shown to benefit actually a lot from different distractions, um, social support, um, problem solving, and also things such as that go along with um, helping them regulate their emotions those can be really important as well. Um, So in terms of, um, I kinda wanna just relate my interview really quick. Um, So when I talked to Sally, um, who's the sibling, and Helen, who's the mother, um, I kind of asked them how they knew that John had CP. Um, Helen said that when he was around three or four months old, um, her sister noticed that he wasn't holding his head up quite like he should. this is kind of when they sought out some help and figured out that he had CP. So really, like I mentioned earlier in my podcast, they were really looking for um, different signs and symptoms, um, one of which was that he wasn't able to control his head um, and didn't have the head control that was needed. Um, also, they also figured out that John had some cognitive delays that came along with his motor development delays. Um, and Helen worked really, really strolling with him. Um, She had a lot of resources. Um, She actually found a pediatrician who specialized in cerebral palsy. Um, And so she was able to use this resource to her benefit. Um, I kind of talked, wanted to ask her about some hospitalization that John had. Um, She actually told me that John was really only hospitalized once. He kind of went to the ER a few times um, for falls and things like that but he was only actually in the hospital a few times. Um, and I asked her as a parent how that affected her when he was in the hospital, and she actually said it put a lot of stress on her and her husband. Um, they had other children at home, and so John's father, her husband, stayed at the hospital while she went home and took care of the other kids. Um, this, She said this was really stressful, it was really hard on her. Um, she had to just kind of divide her time as best she could, um, which again, like I said, was really hard for her. Um, since John's actually adult with cerebral palsy, um, back when he was actually a child, he didn't receive the early childhood therapy. Um, he really didn't get therapy till he was in grade school. Um, Helen, his mother, told me that she really thinks that he um, truly would have benefited um, from having therapy earlier on. Um, he had crutches um, that were around his arms and he had a brace on one of his legs when he was a child. Um, So his balance really wasn't that great either. Um, Some different stressors that came along with it. Um, John had a really hard time accepting the fact that he wasn't able to do things that other children were able to do. Um, And that was a big stressor for him. And Sally, his sibling, um, there was stress on her as well. She told me a lot of times, you know, she would be embarrassed of him or... Um, that he wasn't able to walk well or that people weren't uh, able to understand what he was saying because he had speech delay as well as some cognitive cognitive delay. Um, and um, Helen told me uh, one of the her parental stressors um, was just the fact that it's hard to tell your kids that they can't do something because of their physical or mental state. Um, all of John's peers and the siblings' peers all wanted to actually like play certain games and John wasn't able to do everything Um, so as a parent she just said it that was really hard for her to be able to explain to him why he couldn't do something Um, but she always wanted to make sure that nothing was ever swept under the rug Um, she was always very positive um, and wanted to promote the abilities he was actually able to do Um, she always tried to find activities he could do and that he liked um, once actually they figured out he was able to bike, this was huge. He was actually able to gain some independence. Um, he was able to have some autonomy. Um, this was really great. Um, another great thing that helped John was actually peer support. Um, he went to camps for um, other children and adolescents who have cerebral palsy. Um, and this was really, really awesome for him um, because... It just showed him that there were other children that were just like him. Um, Even though he couldn't do certain things, there were things he was able to do. Um, And gaining this independence and seeing other children do the same thing as him um, really helped him. Um, I'm going to now quickly kind of talk about a few interventions that could be helpful. Um, There are a few different camps. Um, Camp Independence is in St. Louis. I'm in St. Louis, which is just why I brought that up. Um, For people who have cerebral palsy between the ages of 7 and 18 years old, um, you could really just kind of look up the city that you're in um, and find some different camps. Um, This can be really great peer support for children. Um, Other interventions I talked about before, speech therapy, occupational, physical therapy. With speech therapy, um, you can just encourage the child um, to say certain words, such as like playing a board game. Um, You can have the child, every time it's their turn, they say a certain word. Every time it's your turn, you say a certain word. Um, This is just like a really great way to um, practice with speech um, and work on their communication skills. Um, Another thing you can do is have certain stickers on the floor. Um, If you're trying to encourage the child to walk or do certain movements, um, you can put different shapes, different colors on the floor. Um, The child can, you can tell the child walk to the yellow circle. Um, They can find the yellow circle on the floor. Um, This is a simple intervention that can help the child with their movement. Um, Another thing you can do is um, allow the child to build um, emotional regulation Um, and you can have the child, especially if they're in a hospital, they can make an all about me poster. um, Puts all their favorite things on this. This allows other healthcare providers to learn more about the child as well. Um, which I think is really important to know who the child is and know what they're all about when you are helping to take care of them. Um, That can be really important as well. Um, So overall, I think that um, hopefully you're able to get some ideas from this um, and you are able to help your child who has cerebral palsy as well. Thank you.